In this episode, the travel journalist stranded by border closures in a bungalow in rural Thailand and the band of expats rescuing hungry dogs affected by COVID-19. Welcome to the World Nomads podcast. We'll be keeping you up to date with travel alerts, information about coronavirus and sharing some uplifting news and views to inspire you and keep you smiling. Hi, it is Kim and Phil, and we'll hear Olivia's story shortly. But, Phil, there are more countries across Europe easing lockdown measures. Yes, that's good to hear, isn't it? Look, Portugal, Belgium, Denmark and Poland are among those reopening food and drink outlets, shops and some attractions, but, of course, with social distancing rules in place. Belgium is aiming to reopen to international tourists by 15th of June. May already have happened by the time you listen to this, but it's good news for us. While in Greece, borders are likely to reopen to international... <coughs> While in Greece, borders are likely to reopen to international travellers. On July the 1st, at the earliest, the US-Canada border will likely remain closed throughout June for non-essential travel. And this has been hinted at before, but as vacation season ramps up in the US, travel industry experts have said Americans will forget about flying in favour of road trips. The National Park Service is planning to increase recreational access and services on a park-by-park basis, so stay in tune with them and have a listen to that. We have heard that, haven't we, that people will favour road trips? Uh, Absolutely. Well... Not much choice, really. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, look, I love a road trip. Can we same? Can we ask people for their road trip stories? What do you reckon? Should we do that? I yeah. will give you permission, Phil. You can do what you like. Thank you. <laughs> I've got to answer them all. Right, no problem. <laughs> Emailers, podcast at worldnomads.com with your favourite road trip story. Yeah, actually, it'd be really cool to share them in show notes, create yeah. a bit of a uh, go-to for you. Yeah. Now, Olivia is a freelance travel writer. Uh, she's, In fact, she's a journalist. She has a passion for adventure and eco-travel, which is just as well because when borders started to shut down to uh, due to COVID, she found herself happily stranded in a bungalow in rural Thailand. Yes, so I was actually traveling with my boyfriend slash uh, unofficial photographer, Jonathan. Uh, we put our apartment up for uh, for rent for the majority of spring. He took a hiatus from work to finish uh, his master's program. I'm a travel writer and editor for my work, so we were basically had no plans and we're just kind of bopping around and, and seeing where it felt right. So we were uh, actually in India. We were in Delhi when uh, the Danish borders were shutting in mere hours. Of course, Jonathan could get back, but his girlfriend, an American, could not. Uh, That came right before uh, the American borders shut and I could get back, but Jonathan could not. So with with literally five hours um, in India to choose, we found a cheap flight from Delhi to Bangkok. And we said, you know what? We'll be together. Uh, This is, there's COVID can't destroy beautiful weather and delicious pad thai. Um, We will, we'll take it easy here and just see what comes next. So that's what originally brought me uh, back to Thailand. So you are with Jonathan. It's not some long distance relationship like we've heard in other episodes. Unfortunately, he is an officer on a, a Danish oil tanker. So, uh, as soon as the flights to uh, Europe started dwindling down in Thailand, 
he uh, he knew that he had to get home or he risked losing his job. So about a month ago, he he left me, um, kind of defend myself, but obviously we, we chat every day. Um, this is the first time in my life where I've really had to make every decision um, for myself and, and really every decision was an important one. So uh, he is, he will be there at the end of this. I'm, I'm really hoping that at some point in the near or distant future, either Denmark opens again, the U.S. opens again, Thailand opens again. But until now, we, uh, we are very much the long distance relationship type with him in the middle of the ocean. What are you doing? You're, you're there. Um, Jonathan's gone back to, to Denmark. He's gone back to work. You're a travel writer. There's not a lot of commissioning going on. So what have you been doing? Uh, well, I'm the kind of person that always needs to keep myself busy um, just in order to stay sane and also because I really do love what I do. So as a travel writer and editor, I've pivoted a lot of my messages to um, you know stay home. But in the future, blank blank would be the optimal you know post-pandemic vacation. So I helped launch LA Style Magazine's travel sector, which has been a lot of learning SEO on the back end and um, kind of looking for new talent, new writers. Um, At the same time, I've also um, am the executive producer of a PBS show, so a public television show that's streaming across uh, all the United States. It's funny, I don't even have a TV here in my bungalow, but I'm getting all of these pictures of friends who are, you know, saying, hey, Liv, is that your show that I see when I turned on the television? Um, So yes, it is. And it's been a lot of fun to kind of uh, show people that the idea of friendship and connection when traveling, which is what the message of Fly Brother, the show, is about, um, still remains true even during a global uh, worldwide pandemic. So in fact, it's it's been more meaningful than ever because it just shows us the importance of the people that we meet when we travel, not just the place. As a little bit of a pivot from my my normal everyday, because those two things are, are a little bit in line with, you know, my career and, and my trajectory, I've met a really wonderful group of expats from all over the world here. We, we joke that we're a bit of the, you know, United Nations of, of Thailand. Uh, and we, um, of course, in, in a socially distant manner, have this prerogative to really help the, the street dogs and the elephants here in, in Krabi because uh, the street dogs really rely on the scraps of the, the hotels and the restaurants and tourists just, you know, leaving half a McDonald's hamburger in a, in a garbage near the beach. But with legitimately no tourists, these dogs are are starving and, and near death. So, uh, what we do is we go on our, get on our motorbikes, uh, early in the mornings. Um, we collect food, we have, you know, a donation site available or we use our own funds. Um, and then we have about 85 street dogs in different packs that we, you know, ride our bikes to, which is a, a new phenomenon for me because I've, I've never been exactly the most graceful human being. So uh, doing that on a motorbike is is definitely stepping out of my comfort zone. I never had thought really how much a pandemic would affect, you know, with this chain of events, how it would affect the animals and in turn affect the humans because now a lot of Thai people like culturally are, are more frightened of these street dogs. But if the dogs 
aren't having to, you know, come up and beg and really show their, show their strength in order to just survive. If they can be fed and we feed them food, we feed them vitamins. We, um, we've gotten, uh, we've taken some to the vets actually, just to, to make sure they're all right. You know, their mange, their fur, uh, then everyone kind of lives in harmony. So that's, so the Thai people generally have been very, very open and welcoming to the to the group of expats uh, riding around and, and helping the, the dogs. <laughs> How wonderful. And we're going to be chatting to a couple of organisations, actually, that will be touching on animals and the effect the pandemic has had on them. Very timely that you bring that up. But let's break all that down a bit, Olivia. I said that <laughs> yes, you were a travel writer and, uh, you know, not a lot of people are commissioning at the moment. Then you go on to tell me that you've helped launch LA Style Magazine's travel sector. I'm still doing the World Nomads Travel podcast, even though we've got this focus on COVID-19, how it's affected travellers, what the industry is looking like in the future. So there is an appetite for travel content, isn't there? Yes, I believe there is an appetite for for travel content as long as writers and editors are are mindful and aware. I mean, I think it would be blissfully unaware to be advertising, "Hey, come to Florida," or "Hey, you know, this new hotel opening is is absolutely awesome," without recognizing the fact that there is a worldwide pandemic affecting literally every person on this planet. But some organizations, um, such as uh, Tourism Estonia, so Visit Estonia had the best uh, marketing campaign. They said, "Visit Estonia, dot dot dot." Later on, <laughs> so I uh, with that, I, I wrote an article for LA Style all about things that you can do in Estonia and in Tallinn once you can travel again. So I think it is important to remember what we love about travel to keep supporting the travel and tourism industry. I mean, especially these small businesses who depend on the summer season and the spring seasons to to continue surviving much less thriving um so i've always been a big supporter of of the small business movement and my goal in publishing is to uh to give as much exposure as i can so that when you know when everything calms down and it will it seems so much uh you know travel doesn't seem like like a distant, distant dream anymore as it did a month or two ago. You know, as we break the horizon a little bit, I want people to remember to support local businesses and to spend more time outside. So for example, the article I wrote about Estonia, it's all about bog walking, how, how Estonians literally use the bogs, uh, which most people find kind of gross and what I found kind of gross until I actually experienced it. But using these swamplands to social distance, to get into nature, um, and and doing things like that is going to be is going to be the new trend in tourism. It's not going to be, you know, going and standing behind four thousand people in amusement parks or going to a giant mall of America. So, uh, promoting uh, socially responsible and small businesses is what uh, what I believe writers, um, publishers. Uh, PR gurus, everyone should be doing right now. Let's get to the uh, TV show then. So you're sitting around in your bungalow um, and suddenly you become the co-executive producer of this show you've told us about, Fly Brother. The host of Fly Brother is Ernest White II. Him and I actually met um, on a press trip years ago in Namibia and instantly connected um, really both lovers of human connection and um, 
love and the world. So uh, from the beginning, as, as most relationships develop, we had no idea that we would mutually benefit each other in careers. But at the time, I was actually working as a top matchmaker. Yes, matchmaker. So literally <laughs> setting people up around the country um, on blind dates. And I thought he would be perfect. So I put his foot in the door uh, for an opportunity. Um, when he was really starting out, he had his little film crew, but not anything bigger. I believed in him. I thought his message was amazing. And I thought more people need to see this. But of course, you know, uh, a lot of the travel market is saturated. So um, I, you know, just kind of kept my fingers crossed and hope everything would pan out for him. A few years later, I got a call from him that he would was going national. So he he's he went, you know, he's made it to the kind of the, the step that all uh, American, at least, uh, uh, travel hosts would love to be on literally every TV across America. And he said, you know, we worked so well together. You know, you care about human connection. You're kind of a type A go-getter. Uh, why don't you come on board as, as a producer? So season one, has already been completely shot and filmed. There will be eight episodes. Uh, the first, um, which have been uh, broadcast in about five cities already. So this was at the start of May. Um, it was in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, where we see the host Ernest, you know, sambaing and eating and connecting um, throughout the city. My real job right now is kind of getting season two ready. So working with destinations, working with interesting people who maybe you know someone we can interview or someone we can kind of even explore a new city with for um, as we go forward with the show. So we're lucky that season one has already been completely filmed before this happened. And in, in a strange way, and I mean, uh, a New York Times article just came out yesterday about Ernest and uh, launching a TV travel program in a pandemic. But in a very strange way, when all people can do is think about where they want to go next as they're sitting on their couch and perusing channels. It's the perfect opportunity to showcase places that, that really need the tourism that are maybe a little bit more off the beaten path. And, um, and hopefully it provides some positivity to, to anyone who's watching. And you're right. I've spoken, I've spoken to so many people um, for this COVID-19 podcast series and the, a lot of the travel writers or bloggers are going back to a lot of their content and they've looked at what they thought were off the beaten track, but then there's even off the beaten track, off the beaten track. So they're, yes. <laughs> they're, they're visiting what they did there, the photos that they had and, and writing articles about um, the things that we would never have known about. I don't need to know yes. about Florida. I don't need to know about Paris and Berlin, exactly. London. Eiffel Tower saturated. Yes. <laughs> yes. I hope, and you know, like I said said before, supporting local businesses, also supporting local DMOs. And you know, I, I remember fondly that uh, when I went to um, I, Namibia, actually on this trip with Ernest, the the tourism board had invited four journalists for the year, and that really sunk in for me because it it showed that the they were not only selective, and I felt honored to, to go and, and represent my publications and do this absolutely stunning country with all of these, with the most intricate geography you can imagine, um, to do it justice. But also I was thinking, you know, 
visit Florida, visit California. You, you blink and another journalist has written about it. So yeah. to, it, it really means that much more, um, especially if you're an emerging journalist, an emerging travel blogger, not only uh, to support a local DMO or, or somewhere that's a little bit lesser known, um, also you're going to see much more um, much more unique in what you offer if you're not just talking about Disney World. If you did something off the beaten path that other people don't know about and say, wow, I need to read and understand more about this. So I completely agree with you, Kim. <laughs> and I hope the the mentality sticks. You know, I hope I hope this idea of the off the beaten path and 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 supporting one another and supporting local um, is something that we we will always remember <laughs> the year 2020 as the year that changed the way we look at travel and we look at connections with other human beings. So beautifully said, Olivia. That was her first podcast. First interview she's done for a podcast. All oh, right, cool. oh, she did a good job. Yeah, links to you should be happy with that. <laughs> links to how you can support her work with the Stray Dogs and more about Olivia in show notes. And she's also put us in touch with the filmmaker she mentioned, Ernest White II, mm-hmm. and we'll share that chat when it happens. He looks super cool, by the way, Phil. Mm, fair enough with a name like that. Why not? If you've subscribed to the World Nomads podcast, which you can do from wherever you get your favourite pods. The next episode, you'll hear how panic buying of a company's toilet paper benefited a number of charities it supports. Yeah, good story. Bye. Bye. The World Nomads Podcast. Explore your boundaries.